Hi, folks. Steve Urban here, founder and CEO at RiderFlex. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. And as a reminder, please subscribe to the RiderFlex show for updates on new episodes. And by the way, if you haven't already, check out the book we recently launched, The RiderFlex Guide, Inspiring and Hiring, available for purchase on Amazon. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Try the number one marketing platform for small business. Everything you need from design to marketing to CRM. Learn more at marketing360.com. Marketing 360, fuel your brand. Vic Kennett on the Rider Flex podcast. Hello, Vic. How are you, sir? Hey, good, Steve. Thanks for having me. Nice to meet you. Great to have you on here. Looking forward to getting into it. Anybody that's uh, had a business for 36 years uh, and kept it open, uh, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a tiny group of people in the country, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I want to get into all that, but um, I want to get into the personal stuff first. Are you in Arkansas today near Fayetteville? Yeah. Or? Northwest Arkansas. We're about an hour uh, east of Fayetteville and Bentonville in a, in a, Wonderful little town called Berryville. I just heard the the accent kind of came out there a little bit. So, did you grow up in in Arkansas? Or where, where, no, where no, not not much, not much of an accent, depending on where I am. Um, okay. No, my folks retired here from the Chicago area when I was in the fifth grade. Okay. So, wow. Yeah, but well, what, you're, were they older? Yeah, yeah, they were. My, uh, we may get into some of that story, yeah, but sure. yeah, my dad was 54 when I was born. Wow. Okay. Mom, yeah, what? Okay. <laughs> mom, mom was 42 and uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, That's, it's been, so been a great grade. life down here in Arkansas. Yep. Fifth grade. Okay. Uh, where were they before that? Where were you before Arkansas? Uh, the, the Chicago area in, uh, you know, suburb of Chicago near okay. Hinsdale. Okay. Well, what the, give me the story. What happened? You, did your mom and dad have, have a bunch of other kids and then you were an accident? Yeah. What's, what's the story? Well, <laughs> Well, you know, God's plan, there are no accidents, but, uh, uh, yeah, my, I, I have uh, a brother who's quite a bit older and, and my sister who's departed, uh, she was 12 years older than me and my brother 15 years older, but, uh, my dad's first wife passed, uh, and he remarried. I see. And so, yeah, uh, my brother and I came along from our mom, his, his second wife. So you had two half siblings or one half sibling? Two. Two. And then yeah. one brother and then one brother yeah. from, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very, all right. Very good. Uh, what happened to his first wife? You don't mind me asking, was it a sudden uh, thing or? Breast cancer. Yeah. Ooh, tough. Wow. Breast okay. Um, all right. What did your dad do for a living? My dad, uh, when, when I knew him, of course, you know, he, He's had, he had a few lives in, in his, in his life, but, uh, I knew him as the owner of a, uh, sales and marketing group that was based out of the merchandise mart in Chicago. Hmm. And for those that aren't familiar with the merchandise mart at, at one point in time, it was the largest building in the world, it, not the tallest, but the most square feet under roof. Wow. Was the merchandise mart downtown Chicago. So um, for any who are familiar with 
the Atlanta Mart or the Dallas Mart or the Vegas Mart or the, um, you know, the Merchandise Mart in Chicago was at one time the premier place to go uh, with showrooms of all kinds of merchandise, whether it's housewares or, or gift or, you know, you name it. And he had a showroom and a, uh, a small group of uh, sales reps. Okay. And they were manufacturer's representatives, represented a, a handful of uh, vendors all right. and, and got their wares placed in uh, all kinds of retail locations. Wow. Was he an entrepreneur even before that as well? Or was he an executive yeah. in his first journey? Yeah. Into- no, no, he, he was, uh, he was an entrepreneur, I, I believe. And he wrote an autobiography. It's wonderful. Awesome. Um, and you know, so many great things in there, but, uh, I think he and a partner owned a furniture store at one time and, um, wow. All right. Yeah. 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 He went to, he went to school. His, his original, you know, hope was to be a journalist. So he, he went to Northwestern, uh, to study journalism and the great depression interrupted that quest. And, uh, what year was he born? Uh, 1910. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, well, I bet his autobiography is great. I mean, he went, it really is Navy. Um, when he when he and a, a a college pal were nineteen, they took a canoe from Chicago to New Orleans. Cool. <laughs> yeah, really, really cool life. Yeah, really great stories. Oh, that's pretty. Navy during World War II was he? I yeah. Guess that was, yeah. Yep. Navigator on a on a sub chaser. And, okay. Uh, really cool. Uh, so uh, 54, you were in fifth grade. Uh, when did he pass? I'm assuming he's passed. Yeah, he did. I, yeah. I was only 27. He had, uh, I think, just turned 80. So, okay. Yeah. But but good. So he, you know, he lived long enough to get you all the way to 27. That's wonderful. Now, yep. so those people born then that went through the depression and, and so forth and World War II, I mean, those are, those are, those guys were, those guys are a little different breed. Uh, was he pretty yep. tough? Was he pretty tough? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, very, you know, very tough, but fair. And, you know, you kind of, you, you, you know where your boundaries are and you don't, you don't cross them, you know, or, or you, you pay the price. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you, you know, you, you don't leave that light switch on. You don't waste that last swig of milk. Um you know, refrigeration for certain condiments is optional. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know ketchup was supposed to be red until, you know, I, I moved out and my wife and I, I thought, I thought brown ketchup was just okay. You know, but <laughs> that's so good. That's a good story right there. You, you don't waste stuff. Isn't it fascinating? Uh, and of course, a lot of people now, younger people didn't get a chance to experience visiting with people that went through the depression, but boy, you just a completely different mentality right i mean i uh i've told this story on the podcast before but i had a neighbor this was probably 15 years ago and she was 90 at the time then my wife had thrown out some curtains one time in the back (laughs) in the trash can and she was one of those old ladies that kind of just kept an eye on you know if you couldn't do anything without her without her knowing anyway later that afternoon she knocks on the front door keep in mind our trash is in the back right she knocks on the front door later that afternoon and she's holding those curtains and she's like, 
She goes, somebody threw these curtains out. And, you know, and I just, and she proceeded to give me a 15 minute lecture on, you know, and I was, you know, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, you know, <laughs> yeah, I just told my wife, I'm like, just a completely, these people just went through things we can't even imagine completely different mentality. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Your- I, I, I felt like I, you know, I've always related really easily to uh, people who are, you know, probably 20 years older than I, Yeah. just because of, you know, mm-hmm. how I was raised and maybe how they were raised yeah. versus a lot of, you know, my, my peers, but you know, it's, yeah. it's a yeah. blended. Was, was your uh, mom, was she the soft, was she the one that passed out the hugs and kisses? Was she softer or was she tough too? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, as, as I think is probably typical of most moms, it was like, you know, certain things she knew she wasn't going to tell dad because <laughs> she didn't want to see what that looked like, you know, yeah. uh, a lot of times. Uh, uh, and, and you and your brother, uh, now you guys grew up similar ages there. Were you, yeah. were you a good kid? Were you straight A student and you know, I'm, you know, and all this, or were you a rebel? Um, like where, where were you in the mix there? Yeah. So yeah, my, my, my older brother, full brother, he, he's about a little over two years older than I. So yeah, okay. we, we grew up. Uh, you know, pals and comrades and, um, no, I, I was not a strong student. Um, I, in general through, through, uh, you know, public school did enough to get a decent grade. I didn't work really hard at it, uh, you know, to study, like I got to get that a, I didn't care that much about it, honestly. Um, Okay. Sports you know, and sports. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basketball, baseball, baseball is where I excelled. Okay. Um, you know, very small high school in uh, Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, graduating class of 1981, 34 students. And, <laughs> uh, and academically I was firmly in the middle there at like number 17. But you got into U of A. Got into U of A. Hey, their standards were much lower back then, you know, <laughs> admittedly. Uh, and <laughs> but I, I, I did become a good student oh, when okay. I went went to school. I got serious. I'm like, okay, uh, my parents have saved. You know, I started working when I was 12 and I was made, you know, to you put money away. This much is going to go into your college fund. You're going to invest and you know, thing, things like that. So when I got to school, I don't know, a, a, a switch flipped and I, I got, I got serious for a while. And, uh, <laughs> and I was, I was, you know, Dean, uh, Dean's list and, um, you know, really engaged straight A's and, uh, and, you know, really doing well. What happened? You didn't, did you finish? I did not finish. Um, you know, I, I uh, grades, continued to suffer the, the, the grade to social activity uh, seems to be on a, on a, on a, you know, opposing teeter totter of of how that, of how that works. And so, Uh, uh, you know, the social activities went up, the grades went down, the motivation for being there. Why am I here? I don't know why I'm here. I don't really need this. Mm. And turns out I was right. And you were Uh, on the box. I see that you were on the boxing team. How'd that start? So they had a, uh, 
I forget who was promoting it. So it was kind of, it wasn't strictly the university promoting it. It was, uh, there was a guy involved who was a sparring partner of Muhammad Ali. Oh. And he had this idea to create uh, collegiate boxing kind of in the Arkansas, Texas, Oklahoma area and begin it that way. And so they put on a tournament. They were going to choose two, uh, two uh, from each weight division and, uh, and, and form a team and, and start getting ready. So we did that and they put on the tournament and, uh, you know, I made the team. I think I was fighting at like 158. Okay. Uh, you know, that was, you what are you know, about six foot tall? How tall are you? About six feet? Long, no, thank you. Uh, no, <laughs> more like five, eight. And, uh, oh, oh you were, th okay. You were a thick guy. Yeah. You're, 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 yeah, you're, oh, like, yeah. you're some mass in there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, that's, that's, that's it. That's how to describe it. Um, and so made the team, but the, and we worked out for a while and trained, but, uh, never got the funding from the university. So uh, it disbanded. Yeah. So anyway, it was, fun. it was fun though. It was fun. Right. Absolutely. Where was faith? Um, cause obviously you're running a, a Christian based, uh, faith company, right? So was faith and religion, ha had that always been a part of your life from your parents when you were a kid? Talk to me about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so there was some faith growing up in, in our home from my, from my mom. Okay. Um, but it was, um, well, at least from my perspective, right. It was, it was for me, at least it was just going to church. It, uh, it, it was never really real to me. Hmm. And, and so <clears throat> in the fifth grade, I remember declaring my, my theology was I'm an atheist. So oh, really? I decided, wow. I decided wow. that in the fifth grade. And, uh, I remember, I don't know, you know, how far, uh, back in this would have been 74, maybe Yeah. that, uh, you know, the Gideon's international who, you know, a lot of hotels still, you open the drawer, That's right. Bible, there's a Bible. It's been placed there by the Gideons mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they used to be allowed. I don't know if they, where they still are or aren't allowed into schools and typically in the fifth grade. And they would hand out a small pocket. I remember. I remember. Testament. Yep. It was either red or yeah. green. Yes. And so they came in into our fifth grade class and they, you know, here's who I am and here's yep. Yep. the Bible. I do. I'm with you I, that. I grew up, I grew up in Oklahoma and I'm not much younger than you. So yeah, I, I remember yeah. those. I remember. Yep. Yeah. And so I remember there was this one, one buddy of mine who we decided also, like we had this in common. We're both atheists and, <laughs> you know, in, in a, in a small Southern town, which is really rare. Thank God, you know, that was rare. Um, but I remember I took, the peer pressure. I took the New Testament, and and my my atheist pal was glaring at me like, 
you know, so he was, he was pretty serious in his position, maybe from his family. I don't know. I, I, I came to this conclusion on my own with, you know, no, no input from my parents. You know, I just decided that's who I am. Yeah. But, uh, but then, you know, fast forward. Oh, I guess I would have been uh, a sophomore. Okay. And I'm 15 years old and, and mom is still kind of going to church from time to time you, or, every you know, Sunday or when we, when we moved to Arkansas and I don't know the, the upheaval and not a friend group yet and whatnot, and we were building a house out at the lake and, but lived in a different home in town. And anyway, she stopped going okay. Okay. at yeah, that just, time. All right. But all right, uh, she she returned, you know, after but um right. after my father passed, uh, or no, b- before then. But anyhow, yes. Okay. Um, so all right, so you're I'm a sophomore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and my mom says, "Hey, I'm going out. There's a you know yard sale, and we're fairly we're pretty rural, but someone was having a yard sale." Okay. And and I said, "I'll go with you," which was kind of not my normal mo. I would have been doing something else, so yeah. I went with her. And there was a table full of books and I wasn't a big reader, but I, this one book caught my eye and, and I bought it for a a quarter. And it was a book by Hal Lindsey. This book sold millions of copies back in the seventies. It was called the late great planet earth. Okay. And I've met so many people that are around my age, your age, a little older who've like, yep, me too. And it was through that book and, and how, how Lindsay presented really the, the reliability of scripture, of the Bible as a historical document that, mm. that could be trusted, um, that there were more early manuscripts of the Bible than there were of uh, of Josephus's work and his work is taken as, oh, well, that's historical fact. So it was through some of this evidence okay. and the presentation of the hundreds of prophecies written in the Old Testament that were fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ and his coming okay. and his death, burial, and resurrection that through these what I believe to be proof and facts, I came to faith. Right there. Call it age of a, wow. a step of faith, not a leap, because these this evidence brought me step by step okay. closer. Yeah. At a very so, vulnerable time as a teenager when you are tempted with so many other things. Absolutely. I mean and those and those things did not go away. Yeah. I yeah. mean, raging uh, hormones, all your friends are drinking beer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's a, whoo, man, did you, I'm sure there was, was there some, there had to be some backsliding in there from time to time through your high school oh, years. Oh, for sure. So my, my heart was changed. Okay. Um, my outward behaviors went through the same pattern as a lot of young people. Uh, you know, and I alluded to that earlier in the college years. So yeah, it yeah. was okay. It but was, your faith was your faith was always with you at that from there yeah. from that point forward. The faith was there, but you know, temptation for humans at that age is 
I mean, you're going to have some things. <laughs> you know, you're... Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I lived, you know, a fairly typical teenage uh, years, but okay. Yeah, very later good. on, I, I, I made a, you know, I made a, a deeper commitment and, uh, you know, felt did you like think I about, was, did you think about being a preacher at all going into, no, no, no. As far as, you know, it, yeah, no, but no? Uh, you know, okay. God led me in, in another direction. And, yeah. Right. And, right. Yeah. Which is, yeah. which is awesome. Um, one yeah. more, before we get into the business, I want to ask you, uh, it's interesting, your dad, you know, my mom and dad would say, gosh, we have a very similar story. So, I'm Oklahoma instead of Arkansas, but pretty much the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and my dad was born in 37, so not as, you know, but still still born in that time where just kind of that tougher, you know, not a lot of hugs and kisses, you know, very demanding yeah. guy. And uh, same thing. My mom started going to church, and dad was not having any of it. I mean, he he just, he's like, no, no. And she, and that ended up, that was one of the key reasons for the divorce. Uh, there was, I'm sure there was a bunch of other things, but she pushed him on it and he was just like, no. Nope. And uh, she could not get him to go. He just never yeah. did. But uh, so we had, had a very similar story, but um, yeah. Okay. So um, did you, okay. At that point you're in school. Why did you, why did you decide to drop out? Were you, were you already thinking entrepreneur and you had this business idea? Walk me through that little mm -hmm. timeline because there's a, Looking at your LinkedIn, there's a very, there's a short window between, okay, I'd stop school and boom, I started the business. Can you talk yeah. to me about that? Yeah, sure. You bet. No, it was the grades uh, kept getting worse. The motivation to be there, the vision for why I needed to be there okay. just wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have a plan other than I need to leave here, okay. school. All right. Dropped out. Uh, it, this would have been at the end of uh, uh, first semester. So fall semester at the end of fall semester, my junior year, I believe. Okay. And um, I, me and a buddy got in my uh, 1978 King Cobra Mustang. Cool. Uh, 302 with the, with, with the, uh, Holly right. four barrel right. and the, right. you know, putting out, a, putting out a whopping, maybe 300 horse, uh, which is, you know, nothing, uh, the, the V six we're on a tangent here. The V six of the basic Mustang today puts out over 300. So anyway, yeah, not that it really cool cargo yeah. and went to move to Key West. I said, I'm going as far South as I can go. This had, you, had, had you been to Florida before? <laughs> you didn't? Uh, no, no. But I went to Florida on, on a spring break, you know, deal, a whole another story. Um, Duval, but, Duval, Duval Street in Key West is not exactly what I would call a religious atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Revival had not broken out there yet. Um, and so I got I got a, a job as a waiter at, okay. uh, at Billy's Bar and Grill and, um, you know, was living in a kind of a boarding house. You know, I mean, Hey, I had, that's at that age. I mean, yeah. Hey man, you go for it. Right. Yeah. I had, I had my room and my mattress and the <laughs> bathroom was down the hall and, uh, that's all you needed. Yeah. That's all you needed. Yeah. There was a gym up the road. So I was, you know, working out in the morning, yeah, started great. my shift at noon. And, uh, anyway, yeah. so did that, did that for, you know, a handful of months, got, you know, kind of, I should go home now. 
Okay. And, and then I got the idea of, uh, of starting a gym. So I went through that, you know, my dad was a, a great source of help and thinking yes. through, well, how are you going to yes. do that? And what's that look like? And I opened a, a fitness center in little town of Eureka Springs. We had racquetball. We had back in the day, they called it aerobics. Remember Jane Fonda and the leggings <laughs> and, yeah. and all that. So I had an aerobics instructor and, mm. and I wasn't even 21 yet. Did your dad, I, did he give you a little bit of funding to get started on that? You know, I still had some college savings. Okay. That I hadn't blown through yet that, uh, that was there and available right. to seed that and launch okay. that and buy okay. some equipment. And yeah. All right. All right. Very good. Okay, cool. Just wondering right. how you guys thought. All right. Sorry. I, I cut you off. You were in a, I no, cut you no, off no. There, but. So, so yeah, started that and, you know, learned a lot, learned a lot about people and sales yes. and business and yes. Yes. responsibility and, you know, and, and, and was doing something I loved. Great experience. Where was it located? It was in a uh, in a, a hotel that had already put in the racquetball court, and they had another room ready to do another court. That's where I put my weights, and then office. Is, an and the, is this in Arkansas? Yeah, in okay. Eureka Springs. Eureka okay, Springs. Okay. All, right. All right. Home of the great passion play and <laughs> nice. the fighting okay. Highlanders. All right. All right. Yeah. So cool. So this is your first entrepreneurial journey. Okay, great. And how, how long did you keep it? It's a couple of years. So, you know, I, I had the big, big drive. I signed up. I had over 500 members, which at that time was Pretty more good. than 10, 10% of the population of Eureka Springs. <laughs> Everybody knew um, who you were. You could run for mayor. <laughs> I, I, I could have, I, I guess. And, but you know, that, it was a little different than it is today. Today in a decent sized town, lots of people are, are at the gym and, and a lot of people are consistently at the gym, mm -hmm. but there's turnover, right? You know, the gym fills up after new year's resolutions and then slowly the population drops. And so yeah. I signed up 10% of the population with an annual membership because there were incentives. Great. Good for you. Nice job. And then they decide, you know, I'm really not using this. And then they don't sign up. So, you know, maybe I kept about 150 or 200 members. It just wasn't working out. I was working, you know, 12 hour days and, you know, my income was probably averaging less than $5 an hour based on, on okay. the metrics. And no family and I, at this time, not married kids, nothing like that. No, you got not married yet. I did get married while, uh, you know, toward the end of the gym okay. career. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. So what more can I, you're like, ah, ah. so you, you shut it down, I guess, eventually shut it down. You know, that was a real, you know, kind of a blow, maybe a little ego blow for sure. Kind of sure. big failure, but you know, I I've learned that. And I, I tell my kids or anyone else that, that will, you know, bear to listen that, you know, as long as you're failing forward, you're not failing. And then un until you just give up, you haven't exactly. failed. I love that. I have, I've heard yeah. that before. Yeah. Until you give up, you have not failed. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. So you had gotten married. How'd you meet your wife? Oh boy. Um, she was the, the younger sister of my girlfriend's best friend. 
Okay. All right. And you, you had known her before you had back when you lived there before, and then you came back home and she was around or whatever. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, kind of funny coming, coming when I came back from Key West, um, I knew a guy who's a real estate guy, pretty good money. He owned his own limousine and he knew me probably from the gym and, uh, or no, that was, bef- that was before the gym. Anyway, I don't know how he knew me baseball maybe. And, and he said, Hey, would you, I need a chauffeur this weekend. He was going down to little rock. So I had, I had a hat, I had the bow tie and I, I, I drove his limousine. And on the way back, I said, Hey, uh, do you, do you mind if I stop at, at, at a house? Sure. Nice move. So I, I, yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty smooth. So yeah. I, I pull up to the house in the limousine. I got my thing, and I and I, yeah, I, cool. uh, I uh, asked my future wife for a date. Hey, I'm I'm back in I'm back in town. Would you like to go out? So the rest is history. I that's think great. This mm. year we will celebrate. Let's see, it's 23, uh, 38 years. I hope I got that right. Congratulations! Years. Congratulations! Yeah. Now, of course, when you were pitching her, then back when you were courting her. She's like, oh, he's a business owner. He's this and that. And then right after you get married, you the business shuts down. And she's like, okay, now what do we do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, y- yeah, she, uh, you know, she's stuck it out and through okay. like this crazy idea of, you know, t-shirts. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. And what was and, she doing? Uh, what was she? Was she working? She, yeah, she was uh, waiting tables and and. Uh, and doing extra jobs there. It was cleaning the bathrooms. That paid for our our first nice trip together. Our honeymoon was just a, a, about a four and a half hour drive to St. Louis. You know, that's all we could afford. And uh, but she saved up, and we went on our first real vacation about four years later. You know, so that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. That's a cool story. I can't imagine you meet her dad. Are you talking to her dad and her dad's like, no, what, what are you doing? Okay. So you're shutting the gym down. You don't really, you, what t-shirts you yeah. don't really have? Like what, what's I, your, how are you going to take I care of my daughter? <laughs> back in that day. And there was, five, there was five kids. I think, I think as long as there was someone who's a decent person was willing to come along and, and take one of them off their payroll, they were, they were fine <laughs> with that. So that's a good one. All right. Very good. Okay. So yeah, tell me, let's get into the business. Tell me t-shirts. How'd you have the idea? Caruso.com. Uh, right. For all, is that yep. right? Uh, that's Caruso.com right. For all the listeners. Um, how did, yeah. how did you have the idea? How'd you get started? Talk to me. Yeah. All right. So when I was 15 at that very formative stage and, yeah. um, I, I, was actually managing a small t-shirt shop. Eureka Springs oh, okay. is a, is a really cool town. Uh, it, it, it's one of its nicknames is the little Switzerland of the Ozarks. So it's built all over the Hills. And, and as the name would imply the Springs, the natural Springs of that town is what brought a lot of people to it, you know, back in the, in the 1800s and, and, and forward. So anyway, I, I had a little bit of exposure to t-shirts okay. by running this t-shirt shop. And it was the kind where you picked out a transfer and, and you remember the, any anyone who's old enough remember, which, which is still one of the best selling t-shirts of all time 
was the Farrah Fawcett poster. I had one, man. I had the poster. I don't. I didn't have a T-shirt, but I had the poster. <laughs> how could how could you not have one? I mean, yeah, everybody and, knows. And, everybody knows. <laughs> and on so that on a T-shirt. So it was that kind of thing. All these different transfers. Pick out your shirt. Pick out the transfer, and then I <clears throat> I put it on there for you. And uh, <clears throat> so that was my first T-shirt exposure, uh, right. really. And then so I was after the gym. After I uh, got my real estate license and tried my hand at that for a little while, um, I was now doing carpentry. Wow. Um, all right. You're just hustling. You know, You're just hustling. You're just hustling. I'm hustling. Yep. Andy, man. All, you know, although I told you, you know, my grades weren't spectacular. I took a lot of shop classes. Okay. All right. I took a lot of shop and I loved all right. shop all right. and, the, and the influence and the impact it had on me. So I was pretty handy. You know, we built houses. We did renovations. We did handyman stuff. We did all kinds of stuff. So downtown Eureka Springs, just outside the public restroom that's right there on the sidewalk. Um, nasty job. We're retiling it. We're scraping up tile. And you can imagine the, the residue and the junk that's in a place like that. Yeah. And and I'm on my, literally on my knees. I'm a Christian now. So I'm, 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 Going I'm to church. You're, you're, you're all in at that point. Church all I'm all in. Yeah, all okay. in at that point. All and right. I'm talking right. to God. I'm like, God, I I don't think this is what you have for me. What else? <laughs> what else is there, Lord? And By the way, for, for all the listen for all the listeners, the flooring area right outside of a restroom, whether it's the airport or anything else, is one of the nastiest places you could drop something. <laughs> Just so everybody knows. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> true true that yeah. so, you're, so you're having the conversation I, I'm there God, what, and, yeah. and, and so tourists are on the sidewalk there and I, someone walks by and they're wearing probably the first time I'd seen a shirt that had some kind of Christian message I don't remember what it was but it was like you know to to witness to someone or to just share your belief and I, I saw that and it was like a little explosion in my head that mm, mm that's what I'm going to do. And it, it was just, it wasn't any audible voice, but it was really clear, like a conviction, a clear conviction. Like how about, that? How I, about that, I can do that. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know. Mm. I didn't have money to do whatever that was, but yeah. that was the seed that, okay. that was planted. Wow. Yeah. All right. And then, all right. And then did you start uh, at, tri- at like uh, shows or did you open a store? Were you wholesaling? How, what no, were the I, stages? I, I borrowed a little bit of money from uh, my brothers and I, I found a magazine called oh. Campus Life. Oh. Campus Life magazine. I forget who publishes it. I think it might have been published out of the Chicago area. Mm, and it was primarily uh, geared towards uh, young people leaving high school or in high school thinking about where am I going to go to college? Okay. And so it was geared towards Christian colleges and awareness, uh, to a young Christian person. So, uh, you know, way before internet placed a small sixth of a page, black and white ad. I had three design ideas, had, had someone do the artwork. I wasn't you know, doing graphic design. And back then, I don't even think the little Apple Macintosh was made quite yet, or I wasn't exposed to it. So it was all by hand or other, you know, graphic design methods. 
and uh, and purchased this sixth of a page black and white ad for six hundred dollars, and it was that kind of thing back in that day where it was mail your check here, put an X by the design you like, I circle your circle your size. Yes, trust us, you'll get it eventually, and stick it in the mail with your check. And I would go and check uh, P.O. Box 13 in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, in this historic old post office. Now, keep in mind, there's no, there's, no, there's no inventory sitting in the warehouse. You're like, if I get the money and then I'll print the shirts. <laughs> it was gather the orders, hope they pray they come, gather them up, take them to a local garage operation screen printer. Hey, make these shirts for me. Great. And – you know, weeks later, that person got their shirt. How about that? Do you remember the first? I'm sure you remember the opening the mail that first time with a check in there. You're like, holy cow. It's, somebody yeah. somebody sent me money. A stranger sent me money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. Little envelopes, little checks. That's so you know? good. That is yeah. so good. Wow. That's the beginning. Okay. Now it's probably a good time. Give us the overview now uh, for, for everybody that maybe hasn't heard of Caruso. Give us the kind of the, give us the whole pitch and where the company is today, the message, yeah. give us the overview. Go for it. Very good. So fast forward from the mailbox and the, and the uh, outsourcing to the local garage printer. <clears throat> uh, we're, we now sit on a 10 acre campus, four buildings, 150,000 square feet, about nice. 120 employees. Wow. Uh, we're in thousands of retailers, mostly in the U.S., but also outside the U.S. Um, <clears throat> we have several different brands, um, all with a, a Christian faith theme to them. Okay. We, we do a lot of products in addition to T-shirts. That's still our core and the majority of what we do, but we do stainless steel drinkware, embroidered headwear, journals, stickers, uh, tote bags, uh, jewelry, all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. Um, and uh, you know, we're, we're considered to be the, the premier largest best known, uh, maker of Christian themed apparel in the country. I love it. And, are you, you also sell on your website. So you sell direct to consumer e-commerce um, and then you're wholesaling to retailers. Do you have your own brick and mortar stores as well? Not anymore. We had a store in Eureka Springs for like okay. 25 years. It was on the, uh, on the road to the great passion play, which is still a, a terrific outdoor uh, uh, drama that happens in Eureka Springs, but uh, no, no brick and mortar. Okay. And tell me how you're doing the shirts. Are you bringing in uh, gray goods from overseas? Are you dying it here? Are you finishing it here? I, I used to, I, I was a COO for a women's apparel company back before I started Rider Flex. So I, I kind of know the lingo. Where, where are, you, yeah. how are you finishing up the products? Absolutely. So primarily we have relationships with uh, major mills who create t-shirt blanks. Okay. Uh, and, and so we're, we're buying blanks. All right. We're, we're printing probably more than half of them in house. So are you bring, you're, you're bringing blanks. You, you have blanks stored it in Arkansas and then you're yes. okay. All right. All yeah. Right. And so, you know, they're, uh, they're or, doing 40 to 60 
thousand units a week here in our shop. We have partners and in other places when, uh, you know, that help us with a a lot of our our Walmart stuff. Okay. And, uh, so for mass orders, are you getting, are you bringing in finished goods from overseas for your mass orders, like t-shirts to sell huge quantities? Yeah. Sometimes it, it just depends. Sometimes we're still buying a blank and delivering it to a printer, you know, that's near shore. Okay. Uh, other times we're doing a package program just depends, you know, okay. looking at the okay. pricing, the timing and things like that. But oh, yeah, we boy. do some full package programs, uh, from some various places as well. Is apparel, what, 80% and accessories are 20% or what's your breakdown? It's, it's right around there. Yeah. Right. Real close to that. Okay. Very good. And the accessories, if I remember, well, t-shirts are good margin too. I guess it, you know, it depends. I mean. Depends on what you're selling, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. There, cer- uh, certainly, there's some items that 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 are you know have better margins than others. And you can't, if I remember right, you can't like um, trademark or anything any of the design designs or the words or the sayings. Can you? Can people just copy it, that? Remind me how tough. that works. It's tough. So you know, trademark mm-hmm. is typically reserved for brands mm-hmm. um once in a while we'll we'll feel so strongly about a design mm-hmm. message that mm-hmm. we'll trademark it's very difficult to get copyright which yes. is another form of protection for words only it has to be design and and so much of what we do it, certainly there's a lot of art and graphic design involved and we have you know such an amazing talented team but oftentimes the message is kind is the star and it's, it's often the, the clever part of what we do married with, you know, beautiful design that makes it a winner. So okay. um, I was curious. Yeah. yeah. And we, you're still, you're still 120 employees. Can you share revenue or I know it's pretty private. I don't know. Can you give us a general yeah, idea? We're, we're closely held, uh, you know, in the, in the tens of millions. Okay, very good. Congratulations. Are you still active CEO day to day running the company, or are you kind of a part time CEO? No, I'm 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 fully engaged. Yeah, <laughs> up, have you up thought, to my have elbows. Thought, all right, all right. I'm sure you've had conversations with your wife about bringing in a bringing in a CEO and taking taking a little breather, or have you not had that conversation? She, she would like me to be a little more present. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. And your kids, uh, I didn't, I didn't ask you kids are grown grandkids. Yeah. Got, yeah. Well, tell me there, I've got, I've got three kids, uh, 32, 29 and 21. And, uh, now two granddaughters. Nice. One, same. one me is too. Yeah, same. six months. And the other one is about a week and a half. Ooh, and she, congratulations. She gets to go home today. She was, she oh. came a little early, but she's doing great. And she gets to go home today. Have you decided what you're going to, are you going to be Papa, Grandpa? What have you decided what your name's going to be? Uh, we've decided that I am Poppy. Poppy. Okay. All right. Poppy. I know that cause that's a big conversation. I remember we had like weeks of conversation with my yeah. family and I were trying to figure out. <laughs> but I've, I've also seen and learned and say, you know, same with my kids and my mom, uh, how, Sometimes the, the the grandchild names the the grandparents, and then exactly you you change your plans because oh that was so cute we're <laughs> we're going with Peepaw or whatever uh, you know any of the any of your grown children involved in the business 
Yes. My, uh, my eldest son is our VP of marketing. Okay. And, uh, my youngest son is, is working down in the warehouse. How about that? All right. And your wife? No, not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, in the early days, you know, she was doing the, the payroll where, you you know, you had to look it up with the chart and, and calculate and, and take the, the old punch time cards and, you know, turn it to military time and subtract and, Anyway, she used to do I'm all that and run, run our QuickBooks and accounting. I'm sure, though, if your wife kind of cruises through the office and she's like, you know, I really wish that desk was over here. Don't you guys think it would look better? I'm, I bet it gets me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I welcome the input. My wife uh, is involved here with our recruiting and staffing firm. And, uh, you know, it's so fascinating you know, her title on the org chart ranks below other people that have been working with me longer, right? Because Kim kind of came into the business later. So she technically reports up to those people. And I have a very delicate conversation with them. I just say, you know, here's the thing about Kim. You just have to remember, she is married to the founder and CEO. And I realize she reports to you on the org chart. But if she feels pretty strongly about something, might be a good idea to just take care of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's wise. Wise instruction. You know, uh, well, you've built a wonderful business. Uh, congratulations on, on what is it? 36 years. Yeah. 36. We celebrated 35 last year. That is and, wonderful. Uh, yeah. It's wonderful. It, it really is. It's uh, a blessing. And at this point, you probably, at, you probably have no debt. You probably own the buildings own the property. I mean, that's right. Yeah. And th that was, really the case early on, I, you know, again, back to my, my upbringing, right. You don't get overextended, you, you know, debt isn't, isn't great for you. And now, you know, debt you can fund and you have a plan. I, I believe, you know, that's, that's okay. But back in the day, I, I didn't believe in, in debt at all. And, yeah, good. Yeah. and so we've lived that way pretty, very, you know, fiscally conservative and well, good for you. What about lines of credit? I remember in the apparel company for women's, we had to have, we launched four or five lines, you know, the spring line, the fall line, whatever. And we'd have to have a line of credit to build up for the, for that launch. Do you, do you have to do that with t-shirts or no? Yeah, no, we've been self-funding for a long time. Great. Good for you. Yeah. yeah good yeah. for you. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, I want to ask you, since we have a few minutes left here, <clears throat> I want to ask you some things about your faith and the workers and things. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. How, I know, you know, these, these might be more challenging questions and you might not want some of this on the, on the podcast. So feel, feel, you know, feel free to just chat with me and we can cut out whatever you want, but I, I just, it's gotta be, it, it is a very interesting time right now for us, at least in my opinion, in the country with so many social things especially with social media and for a guy my age so we're pretty much the same age and uh you know i get up every day and i look at the news or whatever and i'm sometimes i tell my wife i'm like I, what, what world are we living in I'm, I'm not sure what, i'm not sure what's going on <laughs> gotta have this conversation that and some of the things i see are in direct i don't know if conflict's the right word or, or kind of in direct conflict with your messaging and your culture yeah. I'm just wondering if, you know, 
is has that been a challenge with any of your employees? Um, have you had any employees push back on you to say, you know, I'm not a Christian, I'm an atheist, or whatever the hot topic is of the <clears throat> right now, the hot topic is I'm a girl, not a boy, and all this other stuff. Does any of that has any of that affected your culture or your employees? Can you talk to me about that? Sure, yeah. I'll give that a try. Um, no, the short answer is no, not really. Okay. Um, you know, we we are a, a for-profit company with a for-kingdom purpose. Mm, so, like you know, that. we have to mm. uh, abide by, you know, the rules of 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 our state and our and our federal government and 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 we do that at the same time we don't hide who we are or what we believe uh, i believe as the owner of the company um there's room for people to you don't have to agree with this we need you to show up have a good attitude support what we do with your efforts mm-hmm. And if you do that, there's, there's no problem, but, um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, I, I totally see, you know, what you're saying about the times, um, so far it, it, it has not affected our, our workplace much that I can see. Well, that's, now, that's good. I'm, so I'm surprised yeah. you haven't had something happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, knock on wood. Um, you know, yeah, the I think the the darker the day, the brighter the light looks. And and so, you know, as as this world seems to get a little crazier and weirder, crazier, weirder. Yeah, weirder. Weirder and weirder. And I think, you know, what what we do and what we say and what we stand for through our products and as, as, as Christians, you know, if we're walking the way we should walk, it just becomes more and more evident by contrast, you know, it's, it's just different. And, uh, so if you I'm, know, we just, if I'm Muslim and I'm transgender and this, all this stuff, and I want to work for you, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, there, there are certain roles where the uh, being authentically aligned with what we do really, really matters. Mm. Yeah. There, there are other roles where, you know, if the other things I said are true, you should, you show up on time, you got a good attitude, you're, you're supporting the mission with your efforts Mm-hmm. by doing a good job, then, then there's a place for you. You know, uh, there are other things that, uh, you know, it, if you don't understand what we're all about, it's very difficult for you to represent it authentically. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't yep. know if I could think of a great analogy, but let's say, oh, I don't know, maybe it's a, uh, uh, uh cycling bicycling you know and and it's a cycling brand and you're maybe on the front line of representing that brand but you only you don't ride a bicycle you don't know how to ride a bicycle yeah 
Hey, you're not, you a, should, you're not, yeah, yeah. You're not, you're, you're not, <laughs> a, Hey, you should really, you know, buy our bicycles. Well, well, how do they ride? Well, I don't know. I, I've never ridden one, you know? So, yeah, totally, totally you know, it, practically speaking, that just doesn't make sense. Can I ask this? This, this is a tougher question. <laughs> I know we're almost out of time. If you had an employee that was on their own, their, their social media, blasting some poison stuff and mm. athe atheist stuff, but they had, but they worked at the company. How yeah. would you, what would you do? Wow. I don't know. I would, I would seek, uh, you know, the yeah. wisdom and experience of, uh, legal, legal. Yeah. My, my, my <laughs> onsite counsel in HR. And then beyond that, if needed, uh, uh, yeah, I think we've had a, a thing or two in the past. I don't remember them specifically, but you know, yeah, that's tricky. You know, with social media, it's all out. It, you know, it's out there and it's out there and sometimes you know, it matters. Yeah. Yeah. When I saw your, when I saw your, your brand and your mission and I just, you know, cause I, I interview all kinds of people and I'm a business owner too. So, uh, I thought to myself, I wonder if, I wonder if any, anything's flying his way. <laughs> yeah. So I know, but it sounds to me like you're being, you've used the word authentic a few times and I like that approach, you know? Um, yeah. I think the other thing too, I would do, I, I, if it were me, I, and, you know, and I was interviewing somebody or even if it was a current employee and, and they had a different mindset, I would just be like, I'd be like, Bobby, like, do you, re do you really want to work here? Like, why do you want to work here? I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, what, what, you don't, you obviously don't like the culture or the atmosphere. So why are you here again? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we take that as it comes and, you know, we're, we're an equal opportunity employer and, and, and we play by the rules. Uh, I understand totally. I, you know, I have, uh, let me just say this, and I know we could go for another hour on the topic, but we're out, almost out of time here. My mom was uh, uh, assembly guide, you know, slash Pentecostal to a certain degree. Still is, by the way, still is. I mean, my mom yeah. tries to resave me every single time I go back home. Wow. <laughs> uh, there's something about Pentecostals where they think the, they, they're always trying to like, they think you have to be saved over and over and over. And I was, I'm always like, well, I've already been saved. So the, what, I don't yeah. know, why do we have to do this again? My, but, my pastor of like 25 years, who's no longer with us. He, he grew up, uh, you know, in, in that, a part of, of, of our brethren. And, yeah. uh, and he, he would joke, he said, I got, I got baptized so many times I shrunk because <laughs> it exactly. was every, every yes. traveling evangelist, he'd come up and get saved and he'd come up yes. and get saved. And go, yes. Yeah. Yes. But what I was going to say was, um, and I'm not, I, I, I am a faithful guy, meaning, meaning I believe in God. I do say my morning prayers, uh, I also sin a lot too. I like to drink and I like to have a good time and I say curse words and I don't go to church. So I'm not, I'm not like what I would call a, a good, faithful, religious guy, but I am a believer, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, and I grew up, you know, my mom just ingrained it in us. And, and I do think, I do believe this might piss off some of my listeners, but whatever <laughs> I do. I do believe Part of what is happening in society, especially this country, with with all this 
noise and craziness we're seeing, I believe it is because of a lack of faith and religion uh, that that is causing some of that. If if we had a little more structure and education and training about faith and religion of some kind, I think it would slow down some of the craziness uh, that we're seeing in a bunch of different areas. That's my opinion. I, I think because we've gotten yeah. away from that, because the little red Bibles aren't passed out in school anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I think is part of the problem. Quite honestly, that's my personal opinion. I could be wrong. I I I don't disagree with you. And uh you know, and 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 one of the things that what we do, it's it's out there, right? The people who make a decision in the morning to change their shirt, to change the world, and they pull out this instead of that. And they and they wear that publicly. Yeah, it's great. And and that we we don't know um, how much difference that is making, but but it is. Uh, it is. Read, read from one of our industry <clears throat> journals, you know, screen printing industry journals, that a message on a T-shirt, studies indicated at that time, will be read as many as three thousand times. About that, before, I didn't know that. before it goes to the rag box. Wow, that's a lot wow. of impressions, right? I Social like media, you know, lots of impressions, but just change your shirt, change the world. I love it, man. And, and I love it. it. Vic, I really appreciate you. Um, congratulations, man. G great story, wonderful, wonderful story, and congratulations on the business. Appreciate you sharing on the Rider Flex yeah. show. Thank you. Hey, if uh, if your listeners and watchers are interested. In 15% off. For Father's at, Day. I saw that. At Caruso.com. Use the code RiderFlex. Awesome. For 15% for off. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it, man. All right.